0: Show where every couple of weeks we pull a game from my own personal collection of retro games, take off our nostalgia tinted glasses, and decide is the game good by today's standards and is worth the price of admission. We talk about what the game does well, what the game doesn't do so well, and the things that are just plain weird. I'm your host, Dan, joined as always by my friend Jordan. Jordan, what did we get into today?
1: Today we played Star Fox 64 for the N64, and it's the story of an orphan fox's attempt to kill the disembodied head of Cranky Kong with the help of his friend, an incompetent toad. Did you just read the back of the box? Yeah, that's right from the manual. <laughs> the um, <sighs> I mean, tell me what was wrong. We're already going there. Well, I was just telling people about the game.
0: Yeah, but like you didn't even. <sighs> do you want to? Do, <laughs> do you want to? Do you want to try that one again? Like you want to give some indication of what the game actually is and not? Um... I
1: mean, yeah. I mean, it's a. A space game with animals, and you're in space. <laughs> animals in space. You're shooting stuff. You're in. St- you're in. Uh, not airplanes, but uh, R-, R wings. R wings, uh, which is kind of like an X wing, but a few letters earlier. And you shoot spaceships, and it's sort of like if you were playing Galaga, but like um, in 3D.
0: It's. If the if the Star Wars Death Star was just levels of you playing as animals, you'd yeah. basically have Star Fox.
1: That is basically what I said in my opening uh, explanation of the game. Star Fox is basically Luke Skywalker. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, anyways. So Star
0: Fox 64, uh... <laughs> is a game made and published by Nintendo. It came out in North America uh, June 30th, 1997. One of the top-selling games on the N64, over 4 million copies sold. I
1: believe that. It feels like everybody who had an N64 had Star Fox 64.
0: Yeah. First game on the console to support the Rumble Pack. Yeah, that's great. And it is a reboot of the Star Fox on Super Nintendo. All
1: right. See, I thought that was the case. It's very interesting. This franchise is
0: so weird to me.
1: Yeah. Just like from the very little I know about it, it seems super weird. So
0: Star Fox and the Super Nintendo came out. It was amazing at the time. And then Star Fox 2 got canceled, and then they rebooted Star Fox with Star Fox 64.
1: But, like, Star Fox 2 got canceled after it was already all the way done. It was almost
0: done, but Miyamoto, with the N64 coming up, decided to take a lot of the elements from Star Fox 2 and put them into Star Fox 64. Uh, Like Star Wolf, for example.
1: Yes. (laughs) Who, for some reason that's never explained, has the same, like, name as Star Fox, but he's a wolf. (laughs) I was talking about the team. The whole team is called Star Wolf, and the yes. leader is called Star Wolf? Yes. That's so uh, Well, I think this, the leader is just Wolf. Ah, uh,
0: okay. Any, anyways. So they rebooted a franchise after one entry in it. Yeah, which, yeah, you got to do that sometimes. And then you had a bunch of weird, like, GameCube games that you're running around on foot, and you're in planes. And then they made Star Fox Zero. And that was another one of the greatest
1: games of all time.
0: Another reboot uh of Star Fox sixty four.
1: <laughs> it was, yeah. I mean we, I don't know if it's literally, but I think it is. It felt like it. We played it for, I don't know, an hour or two when it first came out and we just had a miserable time.
0: Yeah. It was
1: it was a missed opportunity and
0: it's such a great game that it's I think the only game that hasn't been re released on Switch. <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> the thing about it is if you just took that game and gave it actual decent controls then it would have been a good game. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. We never got past like the second level.
0: No, we got way farther than the second level. We played it for much too long. And anyways, so yeah, Star Fox is a very interesting franchise that there's a lot of love for. I think based on Star Fox 64, we all think it's it's a great franchise, but based on my research An experience with every entry in Star Fox other than Star Fox 64. We might be a little off. This might be a Battletoads situation.
1: I don't know about that. We actually managed to beat this game. So there's a big (laughs) positive in Star Fox's column that cannot be said about Battletoads (laughs) in any iteration.
0: Well, there are certain positives about Battletoads. Uh,
1: but we won't go there right now. Can't think of any right <laughs> now or ever, but I'm sure there's some there. <laughs> Star Fox 64. Let's talk a little bit about Star Fox 64. Yeah, well, let's get into where the game did well. Okay. I think uh, for me, one of the really cool things about this game is that it does a really good job of teaching you the controls throughout the first couple levels. Oh, Pappy? Yeah. Um. See, I don't really love... <laughs> I don't really love Peppy because he seems like he's talking down to you sometimes. But the fact that, you know, you just jump in and there's not like a tutorial or whatever, like you're in and you're in the battle and you're just fighting. And they're like, oh, by the way, these are what all the buttons do. And it's not just like ham-fisted or just like really inconvenient. They tell you when to use the things and then right away you get an opportunity to practice that. And I thought it was a really cool way to show you how to play the game. Except for when he yells at you, do a barrel roll. Which is one of the greatest lines in video game history, so I'm okay with that.
0: He's, like, talking down to you.
1: He is talking down to (laughs) you. You know, Star Fox is supposed to be the leader of the team, but here's Peppy, like, taking away all of his leadership capabilities by making everybody realize that Star Fox doesn't even know the basics of piloting his own ship.
0: Well, Peppy was a part of his his dad's squad. He was was originally James McLeod's wingman. Yes. And he escaped... And let Fox know what happened to his dad. He got captured by Andros, and so Fox got his dad's old squad together, brought them out of retirement, and here we are, Star Fox.
1: Yes, I like that his dad's name is James, and then he <laughs> named his son Fox. I was saying it'd be like if your name was like human, right? Like that's kind of weird. So Peppy is a grizzled old veteran, so it makes sense that he'd be talking down to Fox. It, yeah, I guess it kind of makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I like the fact that he teaches you how to play the game. That's what I thought it was something this game does well.
0: Yeah, I think it plays into something that I have written down that the game does well is each of your squad mates does something specific. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Peppy gives you tips. Uh, Slippy analyzes the boss's weaknesses and gives them, you know, a health bar. Because if you lose Peppy or you, I'm sorry, if you lose Slippy, then you can't see how much health a boss has left. And then Falco, I guess shows secret paths although I can only think of one time in the game which is in the first level where he'll show you a secret path outright although we only did play one path of the game the game has branching paths another thing I think it does well gives you a lot of variety to the to uh, what you can do but apparently Falco plays into some level of giving you hints about what you can do to unlock those branching paths
1: yeah, we only did play one path today, but that is another thing that I have that this game does well, and that's the replayability that the game offers. Yeah, for sure. Because this is a game that both of us had as kids. It's a game that I have played a lot of, although like I I felt like I wasn't very good at it as a kid, but then as we played through it, I realized like I actually did beat this game. I made it to the end. I actually did make it down uh, multiple paths because there was levels that I remember vividly from being a kid that weren't in there today. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I guess I wasn't as bad at this game when I was a kid as I thought I was.
0: Yeah, and I like that, there are I, I kind of like that the branching paths actually take some level of skill yeah um you have to know how to do them and they're not all super easy so we were in like the asteroid belt in the second level and i remember there was these glowing rings that make your ship spin faster and faster and if you yeah. hit them all i think that's how you get the secret exit out of that level
1: yeah i'm pretty sure that's correct because i remember doing that on like on accident or like by a total stroke, stroke of luck when I was a kid and just thinking that was awesome.
0: Yeah, I've done it before, but I feel like I tried today and I failed at it miserably. And I'm <laughs> you like... You got almost to the end. You are only one away, two I away. Don't, I don't know. I think I hit three in a row and then missed like the fourth and fifth one. <laughs> and it was like one of those things where I'm like, I feel like I hit this one out of 10 times of playing Star Fox. And I've probably played Star Fox 64 dozens of times at this point throughout my life.
1: Yeah. Going along with that, though, with the whole replayability thing is each time you play a level, there's two different ways that you can beat it. There's like the, well, you just got through the level and that's mission complete. Yeah. And then if you do it really well and hit all of the correct conditions, you get mission accomplished. And I think that sometimes that mission accomplished is what triggers a different path.
0: Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, there's a lot There's a lot that this game doesn't really tell you about the best way to do it. Like there are certain... Um, thresholds of how many enemies it wants you to kill to do the best possible thing. Yeah. Um. We were talking about, you know, when we were, before we played, like, if you get all the medals on, like, every level or something, or you beat the game on Expert, you unlock for the multiplayer, the characters on foot. But to get those medals, you have to, like, keep, I think it's keep all of your squad alive and hit a score threshold and possibly th- do it on every single planet, which means playing everything
1: in the game. Yeah, that's crazy. So... But one of the cool things about that is it only takes about an hour to beat the game. Yeah. And so you have lots of opportunities to play through it. It's nice that it doesn't tell you everything because then there's some like discoverability and adventure to the game. You're trying to figure out what does everything do? What are all these different paths? How do I unlock different parts of the game that I can't get into right now?
0: Yeah, it's almost like um, we have these stories as a kid, these legends, these playground legends um, from this era before the internet of like did you know that if you do this this and this you'll unlock this and I feel like Star Fox is a great example of where that stuff can actually be true.
1: Oh yeah I, I even think about with the lore of this game like there's the fact that all of these pilots have metal legs and it was like why do they have metal legs <laughs> and then it, yeah. They all have metal legs. So like Fox, <laughs> Slippy, all have Peppy, all of them, they have metal legs. And it was like, why do they have that? And then it came out recently. I don't know if it was in Smash Ultimate or somewhere it came out like in some facts that the reason that is is because to pilot the R-Wing, if they had their normal legs, all the blood would go to their legs and they would die. So to become an R-Wing pilot, you have to have your egg, your legs <laughs> amputated and you get cybernetic legs. And like that's actually part of the lore. It's crazy. Oh uh, wow. And you can that see just... in like the really old Star Fox commercials like the one with the puppets like he's got metal legs and it's like it's part of the stuff that they don't really ever tell you but it's in there. That's so bizarre. That's probably right? the second strangest <laughs> place that this podcast has ever gone like Nintendo cat poop lady but. <laughs> well like Nintendo is like it's like we're gonna make a game in space with all these cute animals and it's like it seems cute and kid-friendly on the surface but then it's like oh yeah to become a pilot in this army you have to be like extremely disfigured and have your legs amputated and Uh, go through this extremely traumatic experience. Also, all of your squad mates
0: are complaining when you steal their kills and you get paid based on how many enemies you kill at the end of the game. So,
1: yeah, well done, Nintendo. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Kid-friendly. Adding to the whole idea of replayability, one of the cool things about this game is that it does have a really big variety of levels like there's some yeah. that are on planets there's some that are in space there are ones that are like most of the game is um what's that called where you're it's on, just, rails. on rails thank you oh my goodness I cannot remember that was called where you're yeah. on rails so basically it's taking you down a set path and you're just kind of uh, pointing and shooting and then there's other levels where you can fly around freely there's levels where uh, there's the one that I remember from when I was a kid where you're like um, trying to stop a train convoy. Yeah. You're fighting big robots in space. So there's a whole bunch of different things in this game. There's one level where you can actually drive a tank, the Landmaster, Mm -hmm. and, uh, it's got a whole different control system than flying your ship. So there's just a whole lot of different stuff going on in this game.
0: There's also a submarine level. Really? Yeah. I think that one is pretty hard to actually get to. I don't think I've ever Um, seen that. Yeah. I think it's like, you hit the secret path in the first level. And then I think it's the secret path in the second level from there or something like that. Um, it's yeah. I, and I'm sort of torn between the, the skill that it takes to hit some of those secret paths. Cause on the one hand it feels like it's not forgiving enough. It'd be, it'd be really, really
1: hard to see all of this game. I think part of that though, is just playing it over and over again and figuring it out and, and, I'm sure. I don't know. I mean, although we did play it over and over again as kids and there's stuff that we haven't seen in this game. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know.
0: I think it does. I appreciate that it takes skill, but I wish it was a little bit easier sometimes. Yeah. In that front. Um. The next thing that I have that the game does well is that the bosses are fun. They are. Yeah. They're really cool. Yeah. None of them are feel particularly hard. Like I beat Andros in one try. And I don't know that it's like, cause I'm great at Star Fox. He just really <laughs> wasn't that hard. Um, and I don't know if he's harder based on the path that you take to him. Cause I remember him being a lot harder and I remember there being like an exit, um, some kind of game where you have to like Nixcape fly sequence. out. Yeah. And I didn't have that today and I'm like, why? Well, I don't
1: remember. I remember that being like one of the harder parts is escaping from Andros. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't have a ton of memories of actually getting to the end of this game. (laughs) But all the bosses, they have, like, flashing spots where you got to shoot them, and they usually, once you destroy, like, one of their arms or one of their wings or one of their cannons or whatever, it explodes, and then there's some new part for you to blow up. So they all have really, I don't know what I'm trying to say.
0: They have unique uh,
1: mechanics? Yeah, each of the bosses are unique, and they have different ways to kill you and be killed, which is fun.
0: And on top of that, just the, I think the gameplay overall is fun. I really like the lock on system in this game. Um, we both played a little bit of the original Star Fox, and there's no lock
1: on system in it. No, there's it, not. Yeah, it's one of the big differences I noticed.
0: Yeah, and one of the things I really love about this game is it just feels so good to just lock on. It gave you that sense of like being a pilot, and like, I don't know, there's just something incredibly satisfying to me about that system and just the game overall being fun. Uh, um, Like I said, I've, pro- prob- I've probably played this game dozens of times and I've never gotten sick of it.
1: Yeah. I I'm actually kind of surprised. I had more fun with it than I thought that I would. Yeah. It was, it held up a lot better than I thought it would. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's because like my most recent experience with Star Fox was Star Fox zero, which yeah. wasn't great. And I had played, on the switch, um whatever it's called, the classic console thing on the switch, a little bit of star fox, but i didn't i didn't it didn't hold my attention for a super long time, and then yeah. playing star fox sixty four it actually held up a lot better than I expected it to, yeah um, do you have anything else that stands out for you what this game does well?
0: So yeah, I've got a couple more things. um, I like the music in this game. Um, it's one of those things I don't know if it's good or if it just hits me right in the nostalgia buttons but like
1: the sound whenever I hear Star Fox it just gives me a good feeling see like the the soundtrack for this game I have less of as an association with this actual game and more of with the Star Fox levels from Smash Bros okay <laughs> <laughs> but it definitely fits the franchise
0: yeah um one of the composers is the same guy who did the the music for like Super Mario
1: Brothers and Legend of Zelda okay. and like you know Koji Kondo one of the great video game composers of you all time you can hear a little bit of like um, there was a, a like a distress sound effect in there mm-hmm. that reminded me a lot of the N sixty four Zelda games.
0: Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if it was the same or very similar. Yeah. Um so yeah, I just I I love the sound overall of this game. I think it I think it is good, um,
1: but it could be nostalgia that's blinding me to
0: what if it's actually Yeah, it didn't you know, stand unique.
1: out to me as like this is amazing, but it definitely fits and it, it's it's solid and it adds to the, the ambiance of the game. Yeah, um, and the last point that I have that I think that the game does well is the characters have a lot of personality. <laughs> I have this as like an in-between thing. That's the yeah, game. I was, it's the game funny is, because... Yeah, it's really quirky. We
0: can transition sort of on this because of some of what I have that the game doesn't do well. But for uh, a weird space game about animals in yeah. spaceships it injects like a lot of personality, especially once you start to get to the branching paths and all this stuff, like all of the characters are unique, like the enemies, your squad mates, like the guys that aren't part of your squad. Like if you get to the independence day style level, I don't know if you remember that from being a kid, but there's a giant spaceship and a a core like drops down and like, there's like this dog that shows up and they inject a lot of lore into this game. Yeah. Um, In such an interesting way, you know, like Peppy's talking about, your father helped me out like that. (laughs) (laughs) That was pretty spot on. Uh, You know, you're becoming more like your father. It's just like, there's so much, it's funny to me how it's not environmental storytelling, but it's just like, there's this
1: lore to Star Fox and. They don't just like come out and give you the story. There's just like little bits and pieces of it that you pick up and it definitely makes it feel like a bigger world than what it really is.
0: Yeah, for sure. Now, on the flip side of that coin, um, three of the things that I have that the game doesn't do well are uh, Falco, Slippy, and Peppy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so I guess we can transition to that because that is one of my biggest points, too, of what this game doesn't do well is that the team, like your team, is just awful. And, uh, you know, Skippy is likable. Skippy. But he's incompetent. Slippy. Skippy Slippy whatever his name is he's incompetent like there's no reason that this guy should be on an elite Star Force. like there's no way that he should be on this team you
0: know what's funny is I watched uh, this like 15 minute animated short of it's like an intro to Star Fox Zero and you find out that Slippy
1: is like the engineer of the team and apparently he's like a genius why is he in the ships fighting instead of being back helping Rob fix everything Dude,
0: I, I don't know, but in that animated short, Peppy actually has um, a good luck charm that's made out of General Pepper's dog fur. What? It's that's like- so weird. <laughs> <laughs> that's literally pretty much what Fox says. He's like, nothing weird about that. When when Peppy like pulls it out, and then when they're like, all right, we got to go to Corneria. They're under attack. They're like, again. Hold on, we got to go to the bathroom. Pe- Slippy Slippy and Peppy like need to go to the bathroom. And then when they finally come out, they both have these vials, and Slippy has made this, um, these DNA bombs made out of General Pepper's hair. What the heck? Andross is attacking Corneria, trying to kidnap General Pepper. Of course. Of course. And so all of the his you know minions are attacking the tower where General Pepper is, and then Fox tells him to hide in a garbage can, and they shoot these dna bombs and all the enemies are attracted to these bombs and that's because
1: uh slippy threw them together real quick nice in the bathroom of all places
0: Prob yes so i'm gonna if you're interested in this animated short i will link it in the show notes go check it out because there's there's a lot there's a lot in there <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man yeah so slippy <laughs> should probably stick to building and fixing stuff and not so much flying like there's we lost count of the times in this game where he's like, Fox, get him off of me. Fox, Man. get him off me. Like over and over and uh, over yeah. and over again. Second to last level is like a free roaming level or
0: one of the optional paths. And it's this satellite where you got to blow up this core. And it was literally, I don't know what, the seventh time where I was like, all right, if he gets in trouble one more time, I'm just going to let him die. Because <laughs> it was every like 12 seconds. He was like. Fox, get these guys off me. Yes. Fox, get these guys off me. Yeah. Fox. Oh, fo- Fox. Fox. Oh, oh, Fox.
1: It's awful. Like, I don't know what the... like. The problem is they give you this team, and none of them are likable. Even Star Fox isn't really likable. He only communicates with Sergeant Pepper. General Pepper. What's it?
0: General? Corporal? Ge- General Pepper.
1: General Pepper. See, I'm getting him confused with uh, his brother, Sergeant Pepper. Oh, right. And uh, so... You know, General Pepper will give him this whole like, oh, the city is under attack and we need to find the whatever. And then Fox is like, okay, man. They're like, <laughs> whatever. He only responds in like two word blips. Like, you don't get a whole lot of personality out of Fox. And then Slippy is incompetent. We already talked about how Peppy is kind of like this know-it-all who's always like trying to undermine Fox's authority as the leader of the team by pointing out that Fox doesn't even know how to fly a ship. And then you have Falco, who is just a total jerk. Yeah, Falco's kind of like a
0: Vegeta, but I told you, like, almost at the end of our playthrough, that uh, Falco is actually Fox's best friend. Which makes no sense at all. <laughs> like, you don't ever
1: get that. Even from the NES game or Super Nintendo game, you don't get that at all. Like, he's. There's no, like, love between those guys. Yes, I read it.
0: Uh, when I was doing research, it was either on, like, the Wikipedia or the fan Wikia for, like, Star Fox or something that. I don't know if they were in training together or something, but they're best friends. And it's especially weird because, like, in the Super Nintendo game, Falco's like, there's a bogey on my six.
1: And then you, like, save him. And he's like, mind your own business, Fox. Well, even in this game, he he's, like, in trouble. And you save him. And he says, gee, I've been saved by Fox. Like, yeah. all angry about it. It's like, okay, I'll just <laughs> let you die next time. He
0: just makes no sense. He's always sarcastic. And it's like, if he has... Full health at the the end of a level He's like I'm doing fine over here
1: Yeah (laughs) The other thing is like he hates Slippy He absolutely hates Slippy (laughs) Slippy gets basically killed by one of these bosses Gets knocked down to a planet You have to go down to save him And the whole time you're trying to find him uh, Falco keeps saying he sure can be a pain in the neck It's like we're trying to save him (laughs) like He's dying (laughs) and you're complaining About how much of a pain in the neck he is Like Maybe another time another place
0: yeah, the um, the characters
1: for all their personality in this one. I don't know how likable any of them are. It's weird. They definitely have a lot of personality. You're right about that, and they they really stick to the personality that they're given. Like, it's yeah. not it's not confusing. Like who they are is who they are, but who they are isn't really likable. <laughs> it's
0: almost like a caricature of the personalities that they're playing. Like, yeah, they're always just over the top, um, and
1: I don't know how. That, I mean, it's got to be intentional, right? Oh, yeah. I, you can definitely see some, like, tropes in there, some, like, anime tropes. Like, Falco yeah. is definitely, like, the guy who's, like, thinks he's really the best, and he he's always angry because his rival's doing better. But eventually he's going to come alongside you and help you out, like, like Vegeta, like you said. Yeah. But you never get to the point where, like, you see Falco and Fox being buddy-buddy. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. it It's strange. Yeah. But they definitely are memorable. Like yeah. Once once you hear, do a barrel roll, Like you're never going to forget Peppy and who he is and all that kind of stuff. As hard as you want to try to forget Peppy, <laughs> you'll never forget him. That's another thing that's confusing. Why is there a General Pepper and a Peppy? Well, it's General Peppy and Peppy Hare. Peppy Hare, okay. And
0: Slippy Toad and Fox McCloud and Falco Lombardi. <laughs> <laughs> He's an Italian falcon. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, oh, man, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, this franchise is, is so weird. It's just off the wall. Crazy. Yeah. Another thing for me that this game does a little bit poorly, not like completely bad, but it's just one of the things that's kind of strange and a weakness of the game is that sometimes the camera can be a little bit weird. Yeah, it seems like your ship can kind of be in your own way and it takes up a lot of the screen and it's not always easy to like see where you're going.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, you can go into
1: cockpit mode in this one, but I don't feel like it really helps. No. It, you you can definitely see more when you're in cockpit mode, but you are probably going to run into a bunch of stuff because you can't actually like maneuver as well. And you also might get sick
0: because when you tilt your ship, um, <laughs> the whole world tilts. Yeah. Which is just kind of maybe a flight simulator, just general thing. Yeah, it definitely looks more like a flight sim. But yeah there's uh the camera is definitely something that can um sometimes be a pain uh and part of it's like the on rails nature of it you're fighting the camera a little bit like you can't you don't have freedom or control over the camera at all it'll only let you go so far to the right or left and then arrows will show up on the screen telling you you need to move back in a direction you can slow it down a little bit with your brakes or you can do like a backflip um stuff like that but yeah, it feel, and part of the challenge of the branching paths comes from the camera forcing you forward constantly. And if you miss something, you miss something. There's no
1: going back for it. Yep. So I agree with you.
0: But it's not. It doesn't ruin the game, though.
1: No, 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 not at all. It's not like a glaring problem that completely takes away from the gameplay. It's just if we're looking at weaknesses, that's one that kind of stands out.
0: Yeah. Do you have anything else that you don't think the game did very well?
1: uh just one more and that this is something that can be applied to all N64 games i think and that the graphics <laughs> are a little bit of a weakness
0: yeah but that could be a good a good transitional point i think it is for uh, so not only did i justify the arcade one up ninja turtles cabinet for my birthday i always man or i also managed to justify the eon super 64 uh, hDMI adapter for my n64 as a birthday present to myself
1: play any n64 game on any HD TV virtually eliminate all input lag compatible with any hDMI enabled display setup is easy
0: yeah that, you that nailed it that's that's all off the back of the box now featuring slick mode <laughs> so the eon super 64 is Uh, shows you the nes or the the n64 in crispy 480p um and it has a a, a toggle switch
1: did you just say (laughs) crispy 480p
0: (laughs) what a time to be alive Uh, well it's the crispiest 480p that you can possibly see through an hdmi port yeah um and it has a button that that smooths out some of the jaggies it it might and it is it is so revolutionary that when you plug this thing in, you may not be able to tell the difference of composite cables versus this.
1: Yeah, see I'm I was a little <laughs> bit bummed. So when we play Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Genesis games, we always play them on the Retro 5 which has really cool up sampling and it can make these old games look really nice on HD yeah. TV. Mm-hmm. So I was expecting that kind of transformation yeah. from the N64, which is kind of muddy and blurry, yeah. and then you plug in this uh, HDMI connector thing that's supposed to supercharge your N64, <laughs> and it is almost completely the same. Yeah. Um, now, I
0: it's nice to have the HDMI capability on your n64 without having to open it up and mod it that's one of the nice things because one of the only ways to get an hdmi port before was to actually have to open the console and solder it or buy an expensive you know mod that's pre-built so this uh it allows me to capture footage from my n64 in a very easy and convenient way um and you don't have to do any crazy electronic work on it so it's just it's plug and play
1: it's it's more of an hdmi connector than any sort of fancy graphic miracle
0: right right um and so to to wrap up your point before we continue to talk about the the super 64 um graphics are going to be a weakness in pretty much every n64 game yeah always um just by the nature of it being
1: early 3D games I don't know that you're ever going to enjoy the way your N64 looks. It's it's such a hard thing with these games because when the N64 and the Playstation to some extent when those first came out and we got these first 3D games they were mind blowing uh, I was telling you just this weekend I was at a retreat with a bunch of middle schoolers and we pulled out an N64 and I plugged in some games and they were playing them and this kid was like these graphics are terrible. Like, why didn't anybody ever think this was good? And we also had Towerfall, which is, you know, like a, a sprite-based 2D game on another TV. And I was like, see that? Like, that's what we had before. That's like the Super Nintendo. So going from that to this is a huge jump. And, like, it was amazing. It did look lifelike at the time, but now (laughs) it just looks like a bunch of blurry rectangles. Yeah. um, I don't think Star Fox looks that bad, though. No. No, no, no. Um, It doesn't look bad for an N64 game.
0: Yeah, especially, like, playing the original Star Fox on Super Nintendo. I played it yesterday, and I was, like, wanting to beat my head against the wall with, like, it has, like, a draw distance of, like, 10 feet. (laughs) <laughs> it's just like uh, the part the challenge of this game comes from the fact that enemies pop in right in front of you. Yeah. Um, and so especially like compared to that, I feel like this is a, a game that the graphics are one of the least of my concerns with it.
1: Yeah, no, it's not bad. So like as far as N64 games go, I don't think Star Fox has bad graphics at all, but just by the nature of being an N64 game, it just, it really feels dated. Like nobody's trying to recreate this look. You have so many indie developers that are going back and creating eight bit and 16 bit styles of 2d games and even like 3d, uh, sprite based games. But when you come to like the N64, you don't have a whole lot of people trying to emulate this like blurry, cloudy, muddy kind of style. Yeah.
0: There's just nothing, nothing charming about the look
1: of the N64. Even in my like, opinion, even when you see games today getting like remastered, like Spyro and uh, those right. other, like other PlayStation games, like they're not releasing the PlayStation version of Spyro. <laughs> it's completely remastered <laughs> in yeah, HD. no filter
0: for the PS1 versions.
1: The games were good. The games are
0: good. Yeah, it's just the graphics didn't age well. Yeah, for sure. Um, so back to the Eon 64, and maybe this is a good, boy, a good place to transition to our next segment, unless you yeah. have anything else. to get No, I think to this is well. great. Um, it's made
1: out of plastic. Yep. Um, it looks relatively cheap. Um, it kind of looks like a dongle for like a third party controller.
0: Yeah. It looks like a, a cheap Chinese peripheral.
1: Um, I feel like if you if it was plugged in and you accidentally like jostled it or stepped on it or whatever, like this plastic end piece would snap off for sure. Yeah.
0: So what would you, um, what would you pay for the experience you just had with the super 64?
1: See, like I feel like the ability to play your N64 in HD and not have to worry about composite cables or even like some TVs don't even come with that anymore. I feel like you'd basically be paying whatever it would cost for a composite to HDMI Uh, adapter or cable or whatever and usually like adapters or cables like that you're thinking like in the $20 range okay 20 to 30 dollars so you
0: pay about 20 to 30 bucks for that if you wanted an HDMI port for your N64 yeah you feel good about that
1: what do you think the that that thing costs I see I feel like you kind of told me at one point I feel like it's like a hundred dollars or something yeah the Eon uh, 64 the Super 64 costs $150 oh goodness $150 Yeah.
0: (laughs) I would have loved to be part of that meeting
1: where the guys who made that thought that was a fair price. I want to know what's in this thing that, because it's got to just be like some wires, right? Or is there actually a computer chip in here? I have no idea. There's got to be something that smooths it out. But
0: does that, when you hold it and look at it, does that look like a $150 device to you?
1: No, it doesn't look like a $150 device. And. The other thing is it doesn't, like the smoothing and stuff, that's not worth paying for because it's almost unnoticeable. (laughs) So what you're paying for is an adapter to get to HD, to HDMI. And so for an adapter, 150 bucks is insane. But that's the problem with retro gaming is that our nostalgia convinces us that stuff is worth way more than it actually is. Yeah.
0: Fortunately, I found a nice best offer on eBay. Didn't pay the 150 for it. Still paid way too much for it. (laughs) Um... (laughs) benefiting from it with the HDMI port and I can capture footage and all of that stuff. Yeah. So it's it's not a total loss. But at 150 you got to say worthless. At anything above $30, I'm calling that thing worthless. Yeah. It's just ridiculous, guys. Um if you had any interest in this and if you if you were wondering if it's worth the price tag, it is absolutely not.
1: Um, unless you really need an HDMI port for your N64. There's got to be a better way. Somebody has to have like a composite to HDMI adapter. Well, the
0: the mod kits that I think I've seen actually have like an extra menu and stuff, and you can turn on filter modes and different smoothing modes and things of that nature. Okay. And I think they give you a lot more options, but they're like the same price. Yeah, and you like don't... they pre-assembled, require- I think they're the same price. Ugh. So I yeah i i had wanted that thing and then when i plugged it, in i was like is there any difference (laughs) and it wasn't until i paused the game and could actually flip the switch on and off that i saw the text you know clean up a little bit i was like oh no n64 just looks like garbage even in crispy 480p yeah so uh a little bonus for you guys uh super 64 worthless worthless don't touch it until it goes down to 30 dollars <laughs> all right, moving on back to Star Fox 64. What would you pay for the experience you just had with it?
1: Uh Star Fox is good. Yeah, that was fun. I had a good time. I feel like you could get several hours of play out of this yeah. trying to get all the different branching paths mm-hmm. and all that. So, I feel like um and there's
0: multiplayer. We didn't even play the multiplayer. There is
1: multiplayer. It's not great. I remember from when I was a kid, we did not spend much time on it. Yeah. Even as a family of four boys, and we put <laughs> a lot of time into the N64 four-player games, we did not put a lot of time into this multiplayer because it's pretty bare-bones. It's just yeah. dog fighting. And uh, so, But the game itself is fun. We did put a lot of time into that. And I feel like there's enough there for me to go to, like, seven or eight bucks on this, which is big for me.
0: Yeah. So it's worth four times. It's as much as a typical experience. Yeah. Like I said, I had more more
1: fun than I thought I would. It held up better than I thought it would.
0: Yeah. Um, I, uh, mm, I feel like I'm coming in at 20 on this one. That sounds right for you. Yeah. I feel good. Um, This isn't one of those games where I look back at it and think that nostalgia is is blinding me on this one. Um, There is a 3DS version, which I own. It's it's pretty good. Is it
1: the same game or did they change some graphics at all?
0: It's like a prettier, like slightly updated version of it. I can't remember all the changes they made, but they kind of, it's a slight remaster, I think. All right. They did a lot of those for the 3DS. Like they did the Zelda games too, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think you can actually download that or buy that for like 20 bucks now. Okay, Um, not bad. Not bad. Uh, also available on the Wii U. If, <laughs> if you still got your Wii U hooked up and you got 10 bucks that you're just looking to get rid of. For all 10 of us who still have a Wii yeah. U. You can get a, a nice download of Star Fox 64 um, nice. to play on your Fisher-Price iPad. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, but... Yeah, I'd say 20 bucks is is definitely worth it for the N64 or the 3DS version of this game.
1: So, what is this actually going for? What do you think? Um, I feel like this one that everybody had. It doesn't seem like it was rare. I can't imagine that it would be super expensive. It's not like a game that or not like a franchise that people are like obsessed with for all the reasons we discussed discussed earlier.
0: I feel like it gets a lot of love though. I feel like people just have fond memories of Star Fox.
1: Yeah, but like if you want to play a really good Star Fox game, you're either going to play Smash Bros or Starlink. (laughs) What? Yeah. you want to play as Fox and Falco and Wolf, play Smash Bros. If you want an actual good spaceship game with Star Fox, go play Starlink.
0: See, I was watching footage of Starlink yesterday, and I was like, I don't know. This looks like it could be interesting, but it still doesn't look like what I'm looking for out of a Star Fox game. What are you looking for out of a Star Fox game? See... While Star Fox 64 is not a perfect game. Every other game in this franchise I feel like has like strayed from the path of what Star Fox 64 is and that's why none of them are as good. You want a remake of the remake? Yes. All right. So like it's it's like the GameCube games. Like I watched this whole like Evolution of Star Fox, which I'll I'll put in the show notes. Uh the Evolution of Star Fox games. And on the GameCube, like the ship combat looks great, but then you have like all the weird on foot stuff. It's like a bad looking third person shooter. Yeah. And I think I've played one of the GameCube games like a time or two. And it was like, no, this isn't, I don't want to do this on foot stuff. Like it just, yeah, that's not Star Fox. It's like this game is the exact kind of like
1: ship combat that I really want. So I have a feeling that the next time we get a Star Fox game, well, I can't say this for sure because Nintendo does what they want to do, but I feel like the next time we get one, it will be that remake of the remake because they're going to go back to what everybody wants. Maybe. I mean, I feel like,
0: again, to go back to Battletoads where everybody's like, I like Battletoads because I think it's a beat 'em up,
1: <laughs> but that's like 10% of what it is. So what is the relating that to Star Fox? What do people think Star Fox is? People think Star Fox is Star Fox 64 what
0: Star Fox actually is like i played Star Fox 2 on my SNES classic yesterday you know to have something to reference for the show and it's a weird game like it drops you in and you're like general pepper is like you got to save corneria again so andros is back and he's like launching missiles and there's it's not like a tower defense thing but you're you have like free roaming of the the galaxy and you choose planets and you have to go defeat Andross' bases, and meanwhile it's shooting missiles towards Corneria, and you have to, like, fly around, and as you fly around, Corneria gets more damaged, so it's almost like you have to make sure that you stick close enough to it to defend it, but still go out and defeat every planet in the galaxy. Okay. And then when you end up on these planets, you're, like, in a walking tank that, like, controls awkwardly. There's, like, (laughs) not
1: nearly enough of, like, the spaceship combat
0: that Star Fox is known for.
1: Okay, so more of Star Fox doing different things and not sticking to the on rails spaceship stuff.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like Star Fox Zero. Like, looks really good for a few of the levels, and then it becomes like this free roaming like thing, and all these weird vehicles that don't feel very good because the control scheme is terrible on it. Um, and it's not like an on rails guided experience. Yeah. Like, that's the bread and butter of what Star Fox is. Is a an on rails ship shooter occasionally you get the tank or the submarine
1: but they're still on rails levels that feels somewhat similar i think we had two like free roaming levels in Star Fox 64 and they felt good like that was enough
0: well even those they're small they're like dog fighting levels yeah absolutely and they're they're short experiences where the game is basically on a timer yep and if you don't do it in time you're still moving on it's just a worse path or an easier path for you um so I want Star Fox to just be an on-rails ship shooter, but it just seems like there's all this other stuff, all these other experiments in the franchise where there's a lot of love because of Star Fox 64, um, which I'm thinking about it, man. It might actually be one of my favorite games of all time. As, as far as like a a top 25, top 30 list. <laughs> i might throw star fox 64 on there just because every time i come back to this game there's no uh it's it's just always
1: i feel good about it you always have these hypothetical lists i'm gonna have to make you actually create these lists and so i can hold you to it
0: yeah well we may have a little list coming up soon oh uh, yeah an episode that's true keep your eyes out lists or your ears out yes
1: both Alright, so that was a lot of discussion to get to the fact that I think this game is probably worth $20. Yeah? Okay,
0: well we didn't for. actually officially answer what it was going for. No,
1: we didn't. We didn't. You you asked me what do I think it's going for, and then we got really sidetracked because I said I don't think that this game is as beloved and then we went down that rabbit hole. So coming back to it, I think this game is probably going for like
0: $20. Yeah, I would say uh, it's actually going for like 15 to 20
1: Okay, yeah, so um, that's 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 pretty good.
0: Yeah, it was yesterday on eBay. It said it was trending at fifteen. Price charting says fifteen, but when I was looking at at the ranges on the sold listings, it was fifteen to twenty. Yeah, that's pretty so reasonable. Well done, you uh, pretty much nailed the top end of that one. Nailed it. Nailed it. Great job. Um, at fifteen dollars, I gotta say, worth it.
1: I have a hard time, I would have a hard time saying worthless at $15. Like that's more than what I said that I would want to pay for, but I can see how people would. It's not crazy to me. If you are a person who loves this franchise or just loves this style of game, go for it. I'm not a collector. I'm not, I don't even own an N64. So that's out of the realm of what I would want to pay for it, but it's not crazy. So I would say worth it also. So you're saying you wouldn't pay the
0: whatever, $50 or $60 for an N64 then the one fifty for the the Super sixty four, and then another fifteen for Star Fox.
1: You know, um, I don't think that, <laughs> I don't think that's an investment that I'm going to make right now, okay. or ever. You're a terrible collector. Yeah, I'm not a collector at all. <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, purging and getting rid of stuff. So yeah,
0: but maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll get lucky. Nintendo will add to the uh, Switch online service an N sixty four app or something soon. Probably maybe. not soon, but maybe they'll put out the mini the N64 mini.
1: Or we'll see. Or I I know that the N64 is notoriously difficult to emulate. And so I'm not sure that even Nintendo would be able to do that super well cuz I know that a lot of the games, the reason that it's tough to emulate them is because a lot of the um like computation was happening on the cartridges and so computers when they try to emulate that they end up doing really weird things.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Um I think Part of the reason we haven't gotten a Retron 64 is due to, like, trademark copyright stuff, um, which expires, is it 25 years? Dude, I have no idea. I think it's 25 years for hardware. Um, So we may get a retron 64 in a few years but yeah i don't think uh, a lot of companies a lot of third parties can legally get their hands on trying
1: to do something about that you know like how right now we're completely flooded like i don't know if you are the same as me but every ad i get on instagram is for some like knockoff game boy you get (laughs) is that going to be like for n64s we're going to be flooded with knockoff Uh, n64s in a few years
0: i feel like n64 is really popular right now so i feel like a lot of people want that but i don't know we'll see yeah we'll see Uh, do you have anything else
1: Um, I do not have anything else today I actually forgot to go and grab (laughs) a review or comment or message but uh, as we always say we would love it if you would let us know what you think of the show what could we do better what do you like so we can continue to do it or do it even better so if you want to leave us a review or send us a message or leave us a comment we would love that it's super encouraging for us it helps us become better at what we do and if you're lucky we might read your message or review on the show yeah
0: and if you guys want to hear about any games in particular I always like to hear what games you guys are interested that we haven't covered yeah absolutely Um, I do have a fairly sizable collection so there's a good chance that I might own um, anything that you might bring up. So let me know if you do want to hear specific episodes and we will try to put those on the calendar to record in the future.
1: There was somebody out there who left us a comment who said, do you guys take suggestions? And if so, can I send you a game? And then I responded to them like, yes, we do. And if we don't have the game, sure, we'd love you to send us a game. And then they never responded to it. So I don't know if they were trolling us or if they just missed the message. But yes, we do take requests. And if you, for some reason, want to send us a game, awesome. We will will take it. No promises, we'll review it, but we'll take your games for free. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We'll take it and I'll return it if you want it back. Oh, yeah, there you go. So, uh, no 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 harm there if you if you really want to send us
1: a game. Unless it gets lost in the mail or something and then I won't lose your game in the, <laughs> the mail. I'll send it with insurance. Awesome, cool. Well, games by mail that's a new feature of the podcast. Send us your games. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my friend. I think that that is going to wrap things up. I think so too. We will see you guys next time. All right, thank you for
0: listening. Bye. Bye. If you have any questions or feedback, feel free to email us at worthitorworthlesspodcast podcast at gmail.com. And if you're interested in staying up to date with the show, follow us at W I O W podcast on Twitter and Instagram. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review and subscribe. If you want to hear more, thanks for taking the time to listen to the show. We sincerely appreciate it. Talk to you next time.